0: Well, the fat lady has sung for Supercoach round one. Lockout is now over. Uh, I think I've finished uh, ranked about 3,700th around that mark. Happy with that to kick off the classic season, but uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Round one's... Pretty irrelevant to me. Uh, we'll see how it plays out over the next few weeks and the next few months. Realistically, I had the Whisperer join me this morning to talk about everything round one, Super Coach wise. So here we go through hookers, front rowers, second row forwards, and half backs. And then tomorrow you'll hear about the five-eights, centre wings, and the fullbacks. Let's kick it off.
1: Whisperer, welcome on. How are we, mate? Good, mate. Good. Updates have just come in. It's uh, always an exciting time of the year. Round one is done and dusted. And I think the missus is very happy that the footy is over for a couple of days. Mate, it was one hell of a weekend.
0: So good to have footy back. How did you go week one, mate?
1: Mate, I'm not too upset. I could have gone huge. I didn't captain Tedesco. I didn't play Laurie. I didn't play Little. And I still scored 1,300. So with those guys, I could have gone 1,450, but... This, this game isn't about what-ifs. Unfortunately, I didn't, but uh, definitely positive signs. So, yeah, 1,300. I think you were a little bit better this week.
0: Yeah, slightly better. I think I'm I i think I'm ranked 3,700th or something. But, uh, you know, we, we both know round one at the end of the day doesn't mean shit. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, isn't it?
1: Mate, uh, you scored about 30 points better than me, and you're 3,000 ranks higher than me. So, for guys that are worried about their rank, Don't stress too much. It's round one. It's going to be so congested. I think the top score I've seen is 1,508. So just give that as a benchmark to sort of work off and and know how far away you are from the top.
0: Yeah, I was was actually having a look before. That was the top score. I I, I think it might have been 1,506 or something.
1: But, I mean, if that's the absolute ceiling, we're not that far off. No, and and you know as well, mate, those sides that score Team of the Week are generally pretty puss sides, aren't they? They generally have a lot of pods. I'm sure that team has Reid Marnie in it. I'm sure it has... Uh, a guy like Brett Morris as well who I think is overpriced so don't stress about looking at these team the week so don't stress about your rank too much now
0: Mate, biggest regret from week one what, what's your biggest one?
1: I think it's pretty obvious isn't it? Not Katherine James Sadesco it cost me 70 points uh, and yeah I guess the the cheap centre wings not really a regret on my end it's a, a regret on everyone's they didn't perform great Stains, Avarillo, Dylan Walker Jason Saab Fusatua all those guys scored less than 20 so I guess that, that's a regret on my end is picking the wrong ones. The one positive to come out of those guys, I guess, mate, is that, you know, all the super
0: coach players that actually know what they're doing, they're all in the same boat at least.
1: Yeah, look, I think that the biggest thing that separates people this like it separates the good super coach players this week is whether you're captain Tedesco or not so if I'm losing 70 points for taking a chance and that's fine but a lot of those guys had either Fusatua Stains, Saab it's just a combination of who you played and myself I played Avarillo and Fusatua where some guys played Stains and Saab so it was just a mix as to which, which crap you you picked up
0: I had the VC on Teddy and had to, I had to message you and say, do the maths for me. Is this going to work? What do I do? And I'm glad that I took the VC in the end, but I don't think it really would have made much
1: difference. Uh, Cleary, a big update yesterday. Cleary, a big update. Another popular was cried. Another big update for me, thankfully. So, yeah, look, I think your safe captain, the only captain option this week that sort of let you down was Ryan Madison. Apart from that, your Pappenhausens, your Latrell Mitchells, your Kem Munsters, your Walkers, they all performed 80 plus and um, Cleary's another one, Crichton. So if you if you did go away from Tedesco, it's not too much of an issue, thankfully. I
0: think if you captain Matto too, mate. I, I'm sorry, but I think that's on you.
1: Yeah, look, I um, I made a podcast when he was on 58, and he upgraded to 67, but still, like that's just average for Matto, isn't it? You, you bought him knowing that he was going to swap sides, so yeah, no no sympathy for anyone that captained him, especially on a Friday. Like you've got that VC option there for a reason.
0: Mate, let's kick off with the hookers. Uh, Jacob Little scored a meat pie, came up with 71. I had Connor Watson as my other hooker, 53. uh, Had a try assist, a line break assist there. Pretty good week for the nines?
1: Yeah, not a a bad week to be a nine. Uh, Little played well. Looks really good for the Tigers. Looks to give good service out of the nine. Has a nice running game. Connor Watson's another one. Jaden Braley as well, 80 points. So, uh, yeah, good stocks. I mean, I said it all preseason, didn't I? The, The cheap hookers are the way to go and... Damien Cook faltered, Appy faltered. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one in the uh in the win column for me.
0: Mate, the interesting one I thought, and I'm pretty sure he was a guy that that
1: you mentioned as well, Jake Turpin, sixty one, played eighty minutes there, pretty impressive. Best on ground in that game, I think, even in the losing side and had a try pulled away from him. So uh could have easily gone over hundred. Reid Marnie is another one. Another not a bad week to be a nine, was it? Mate, you
0: did mention Damien Cook, thirty six. Jesus, that that one stings big time. I know it's against Melbourne in Melbourne, but he's better pedigree than that, isn't he?
1: Yeah, Cook starts slow every year, mate. So uh, if you picked Cook, you I think you got to cop that one on the chin if you didn't do the research, unfortunately.
0: Mate, out of the front row forwards, uh, our boy takiaho He played. Uh, he played less minutes because the Roosters were doing so well. Thank God he put um, he put Angus Crichton over for that try, or it could have been a bit grim there just quietly.
1: Yeah, I think he scored 40 points in the first 30 minutes and he stint, and then came on for another 20 at the end. I think he played 49 minutes. And look, it is lower than what we're used to. So 43 minutes he played. Look, lower than what we're used to, but I'm going to put that down to the blowout. I'm going to put that down to Lindsay Collins coming on starting, which was uh, which was surprising. But I think Trent Robinson came out and said it wasn't a demotion for Jared Barria-Hardgraves. It was more so an accolade to show how good Lindsay Collins has been. So a good battle between him and Christian Welch, I think both price similarly and an... Um, Welch was the popular option, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with um, Collins moving forward. At least for this week, mate, the the stocks
0: on Takiyaho, they still look pretty high for me. You're going to see Angus Crichton get get suspended. I think there's a chance Jared Rhea Hargraves will as well, which, of course, will probably send Nat Butcher out to the edge. It definitely helps Takiyaho's cause, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, not too stressed about this, in honesty. Um, if it's going to continue then maybe we, we start hitting the panic button but for now and the way that James Descoe goal kicked I think Robinson's going to be needing uh, a good goal kicker to stay on they, they were some shocking kicks weren't they mate
0: mate they were awful they were tough tough to watch I did feel for him um, knocked his score down probably eight or so and he still almost broke a record incredible mate uh... Probably the best story to come out of the weekend for me was Ryan James scoring his try for the Canberra Raiders. It it's sensational to see a 69 in Supercoach. Uh, uh, one, one, one of the cheapies that we've spoken about a lot. A sensational start to the season for him.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I've said it all pre It's not a tough headache to have, Ricky Stewart, is it? You've got well, the horse to come back. You've got CHN to come back. I think Ryan James may have played himself into a bench spot, in all honesty. Um, Damaris Louie, um, Soliola, Havili, Ryan Sutton, they all might be... Um, looking over their shoulder. Another one that we're going to touch on, I'm sure in the second row forwards, is Hudson Young, who had a phenomenal game, best on ground for me. And it looks like he might have uh, solidified himself that edge position. So look, two two big stories to come out of the Raiders game.
0: Yeah, especially that Ryan James situation, mate. I mean, when Ricky Stewart's looking around that room and he's got the fellas that were drink driving in the preseason, then he's got Ryan James, who was there from day one training with the under 20s, essentially. Uh, It's a big tick next to his name, isn't it?
1: Yeah, like what more does a bloke have to do? Comes on, he's a try chance, isn't he? He was a Titans leading try scorer two years ago. He knows how to find the line, um, and you, like you said, he was busting his ass from day one. And other blokes want to uh, touch up some teachers and, and get on the drink driving. So I think Ryan James is only the only option to, to be going forward. He's such a good club man to have, and when when your backs are against the wall and you want to look to someone to stand up, Ryan James could be that man for for the Raiders. Mate, you mentioned Christian Welsh earlier, uh, fifty two maybe
0: I'm being a little bit over the top. I expected a little bit more from him, to be honest with you.
1: Uh, yeah, look, look. if 52 is the lowest we're going to get from Welch, we're not too upset, are we? He was held up over the line, Look, looked really good with his first hit-up, nearly had an, off, had an offload in his first hit-up. So, look, if 52 is the lowest he's going to get... I wouldn't be selling him if I was an owner, but I wouldn't be reaching to get him too hard if I was a, if I was a non-owner as well.
0: Mate, I thought the Penrith Panthers rotation was really interesting. Um, I didn't expect Eisenhuth to score that many points, but I also didn't expect Sp- Spencer Lienu to play that many minutes. Uh, I had Moses Lyotor in my draft team, and I think I might have to make some changes here. Spencer Lienu, he should be on the radar for everyone, shouldn't he?
1: yeah going against the grain next week I'll be playing Spentalino as my starting front row forward off the bench 45 I mean the bloke runs with so much energy and I've spoken to a couple of Panthers fans who uh, suggest that he's a better player than Moses Lyota. so maybe we might see him start eventually Lyota's a bit of a flop wasn't he 350k not much happening but as for Eisenhuth mate you and I have said multiple times that's one of the Tiger's biggest let goes and we know that how much of a gun he is, he's just got to get the minutes
0: I, I ended up making a, a decision on Thursday afternoon uh, going with Ogden in my side and geez, I wish I would have gone for Spencer Lino I, I think he's a change that I might have to make this week
1: yeah, I've got uh, Linu and off-hang, off-hang, Lino and Atui Makanu, but I did pick Jack Hatherington, who one of the flops of the week, I think, played 60 minutes or 58 minutes and only scored 35. Trent Barrett used him as a bit of a link man, which was surprising. I'm going to hold him for another week, but not uh, great signs out of the cheapy stocks at front row forward.
0: Mate, let's move to the second row. Uh, our boy Mitch Barnett, absolutely on fire. Uh Scored a great try, kicking goals all over the place. I'll tell you what, his first goal kicks, they were some of the most awkward things I've ever seen. I thought, geez, this bloke's awful. Then he got on the sideline.
1: He was hitting them better there than he was from in front. It was incredible. I'll give you some insight, mate. I was at that game and um, no one backed him in for the first couple, but once the first one missed, the uh, McDonald Jones stand gave him the, uh, the spirit fingers. And I think that was what really helped. The, um, another one that looks awkward is George Williams. Hey, He just sort of oh. takes a couple of steps back and just trots in. He didn't look comfortable, but Mitch Barnett, once he found his groove, he uh, he looks phenomenal. Tyson Frizzell, another one at the second row forward, who looks really involved. But I think the, the star of the show for that game was Daniel Saifidi, who we didn't touch on. Bagged the double. David Clemmer got, got 90 points as well. So uh, as much as we were against the Knights preseason, they looked like they gelled well, albeit against a, a, a struggling uh, Bulldog side who were going to take time to gel. But, Good things out of the night's forward pack,
0: mate. Without a doubt, and you're right. We did forget to mention Daniel Saifidi. That was incredible. I just, I can't believe here we are two years after he got picked for Origin. Everyone laughed, and he's packing in with David Clemmer And I'm sorry, Saifidi's the best front row at that club. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I think Clemer's going to be relied on to play bigger minutes because he probably has the better motor out of the two. Um, I think we're under under undervaluing Clemmer, to be honest. He he scored eighty points, basically all in base as well. But Saifidi the double to get into a hundred and. 18 or whatever it was uh, the, the definition of a captain's knock wasn't it oh mate
0: without a doubt and uh m- moving back to the second row uh two canberra guys are obviously impressive joseph Tapanai was one of them hudson young was the other these two were massive
1: yeah hudson young best on ground i know you said it i said it as well i think he's played himself into a starting spot you know that ricky stewart likes to play his edges big minutes there might not be a jersey for um Harry and Ira. he's obviously full of controversy we know what he can do but Ricky Stewart seems like the kind of guy who's happy to leave off quality for for clubmen, And if uh, Hudson Young continues to keep playing the way he's playing, then definitely see him holding it. I said a, a couple of weeks ago on another podcast that in five years time, I think the back rowers for New South Wales would be Liam Martin and Hudson Young. And based off the performance from Young, it's not too far away from a, a Blues call-up.
0: Mate, I think Hudson Young could be in blue within a few months. He, he's incredible at the moment. And you mentioned CHN there before, far out. Is, is there a team that, you just you don't want to give anyone else an opportunity to wear your jersey, especially if you're a forward in Canberra. And he
1: he's given Hudson Young a sniff here, and geez, I'm not sure if he's going to get it back. Ricky Stewart's one of those coaches that just doesn't give a fuck about how good you are. Like he'll play someone that's lesser quality but that can give more. And if if and Har- I doesn't pull his head in, obviously had two big indiscretions in the last sort of twelve months, then there might not be a spot for him. And look, don't get me wrong, he's a quality footballer in some and some rank club like the Tigers. I will pick him up and start him, but. Um, Yeah, Ricky Stewart's not the kind of coach you want to be messing around with in terms of off-field issues. And yeah, Hudson Young played phenomenal. I think he's going to hold that edge spot for as long as he wants it to.
0: Mate, uh, one guy that we spoke about before we started recording, and I'd like you to share your thoughts on him again. Satili Tupanui, you had him in your side. Uh, Obviously did score a try. Came up with a score of 75 against the West Tigers this week. What are your thoughts with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, as as an owner, I'm very, very happy, but underlying numbers were a little bit concerning we know that a try is worth 17 points we know that a a line break is worth 10 so there's 27 points just in attacking that doesn't include the one or two tackle busts you're going to get from scoring a try so if a guy scores a try let's just take 30 points off his score and uh that's a true reflection supernova scored 40 45 and i think there's some better options around for that price i'm going to be moving him out of my side for some jewels yeah it might be a burn of a trade i've got 75 out of him but not promising signs in terms of the base stats for Tupanoa, especially when you've got guys in the middle of that roosters pack that just want to get through work.
0: Mate, uh, we're about to discuss some egg all over our faces to kick off round one. Jai Arrow, uh, we both said the game was moving away from him. I didn't think he'd have much impact at all at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. How wrong I was, he was incredible on
1: Friday and on Thursday night. Sorry, he was really impressive. Fantastic. I'm still going to stick by my standing point, though, in terms of Super Coach, He wasn't a buy. 480K front row forward off the bench. I'm still just going to stick by that he wasn't a buy, but in terms of his output, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? Uh, Great impact off the bench. If he gets to start next week, don't go rushing into buying him for your sides. I'm just going to wait and see what happens and how Bennett's going to use him starting because he might not have that much energy if he knows he has to to, to play long minutes. So let's just uh, wait and see. If he performs again, then obviously we can look at him. But he does look good in that prop row forward role. Um, I didn't think... Look, I thought that if Cam Murray is to be pushed out of that 13 role, it's going to be by Jai Arrow, but it looks like it's Benji Marshall, and uh, I think Cam Murray's in for a lot of worries, don't you?
0: Yeah. I, oh, well, mate, I, I was having a look at the guy that has him in my draft league just thinking, fuck this poor bastard. I mean, as you said, like, Jai Arrow would have been your biggest worry. Benji Marshall would have been the furthest thing from my mind as a worry for Cameron, Money, uh, Cameron Murray, uh, and I... I actually thought Benji he had good impact when he came on the field as well. It wasn't a flop. So it, it very nervous times to Cam Murray owners.
1: Not super coach related, obviously, but I think Benji Marshall coming into that middle shifts Host or Kulmatangi out. Murray goes to the edge and ugh, look, Land Knights to come back as well. Like what happens with this rotation? I think Bennett is just, I think Bennett's trying to be um, Todd Payton, and reinvent the wheel here with his 13. Like, his best forward is he's 13. I think you're playing in that position and you get back to his best. But look, I'm never a fan of selling guns, but there is two number 13s I would be looking at selling if you own both of them. In saying that, mate, with Wayne Bennett, I mean, they
0: they went to Melbourne to play the Storm. It's a pretty tough gig. They didn't miss by too much. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out throughout the season. Uh, mate, the two boys up on the Gold Coast Titans that have arrived, David Feeder and Tino, obviously scored 60 each. For me, the Gold Coast, they were a long way off where I think they
1: can be. For these two to still knock out 60, pretty impressive. Uh, like with the Titans, I think people just need to pump the brakes. They scored six points. It's not going to happen week in, week out. David Fafita, uh, obviously there was reports coming out that he was in hospital two days before the game and still pumped out 60 points. Tino just looked to get through a mountain of work. As a Brian Kelly owner myself, 47, he did nothing. I'll take that to the bank every day. Ash Taylor looked damaging. Nearly scored a try if it wasn't for a, fuss, uh, a Roger Tulvasa tackle. And Jamal Fogarty just sort of got through work. So, Any of these Titans, guys, let's just pump the brakes and and let's reconsider our thoughts on them because they scored six points and they dropped about 4,000 balls. So everyone just calm down. Mate, we will get to him
0: later. But uh, Brian Kelly, I thought 47, you're exactly right. He did nothing. And this is the sort of footballer Brian Kelly is. I mean, you must be excited by that score when he
1: didn't. he, he, He was like he wasn't playing, to be honest with you. Mate, he had one line break assist at the end of the game. but That's eight points. So 39 points. I'll still take to the bank every single day of the week in a side that he did nothing. He is a much better option than someone like a Tony Stags. I think, in terms of super coach. and Obviously, Staggs is out, but you hit the nail on the head, mate. As an owner, I'll take 47 every day and twice on Sundays. Mate, I thought um Isaiah Papali'i, he was very impressive for the Parramatta Eels.
0: Uh, geez, if his price was 100 or 150K cheaper, he, he would be a really special
1: one, wouldn't he? If you're a Nathan Brown owner, I'd be very, very worried about uh, Papali'i and his sort of presence on the bench. Another guy that we quickly glossed over, one of your fan favorites, Tyron Peachy, for 50 minutes off the bench, 55 points in supercoach, all in base, available in your center wings. I much prefer him over someone like Kate Well. to be honest. So, uh, yeah, if, if Peachy can play good minutes off the bench, he's definitely an option. But back to Papali'i, um, yeah, look, Nathan Brown owner's be worried. I think he's in a new system. He looks... Revitalized. I was on another pod earlier this morning, and um, they made a good point that he was making a lot of runs on the fourth tackle. So maybe Nathan Brown gets into his ear a little bit and and sort of says, you know well, look, let's stop running so much on the fourth tackle. But Parramatta looked really disjointed, didn't they? I think we called this when the edges were going to be switching around. Um, worrying signs for Parramatta. No, I think they're going to take time to gel. But um, but yeah, look, Poppley, you look look great. Taveta T- Pangai in that game as well yep. Kevin Walters was using him in short stints 15-20 minute stints and he pumped out 79 so look we know what Taveta Pangai can do if he keeps his head on so good to see him getting good game time but um, yeah interesting talking points out of that Parramatta game
0: Mate, I thought Luciano Le Lua for the Tigers, he's a guy that I had in my side as a bit of a pod. Yeah, you almost talked me out of him earlier at the end of last week talking about his draw. I ended up going with him pretty much because I've got him in all my draft sides as well. Uh, 63 against the Raiders in Canberra. I must say I'm pretty happy with that.
1: Luciano Lua has to be the hardest bloke in the NRL to tackle, surely. Like, he's just so strong in the upper body. He'll get the hand free. You can put a bloke on him. Like, you can tap him around the legs and wrap up the ball, but he'll still find a way to get it out and offload it. Um, yeah, look, 63, another guy that did nothing all game, just got through his work, and I think there's only upside for him here. I think he averaged 64 last year, so we know that sort of 63 is his floor, and we know what the, the try-scoring chances are with him as well on that edge.
0: Mate, is there anyone else that stood out for you in the second row forwards you want to touch on? We're just going to gloss over Jason Tamalolo. Oh, of course, Tao Malolo. Mate, I was actually scrolling down the list. I hadn't even hit the 30s yet. Tao Malolo, wow. What do we what, do what we read into this? I mean, surely this can't last forever.
1: Mate, I'm just a podcaster that sits in his room all day looking at um, fantasy scores. I'm not a head coach, but like I said before, Todd Payton's just trying to reinvent the wheel here, isn't he? Like, I understand you want to try and get the best out of him, but you've signed him to this long-term contract. You want to be getting your best player the best opportunities and, we know that Tamalolo can just pump through 300 metres of run metres per game. I don't understand this whatsoever. I, he was always in a void for me, and I'm never, ever a fan of selling guns week one, but I'm, I'm very worried. I'm very worried for the Cowboys, and I'm very worried for Todd Payton because I think if this continues, um, someone's going to get sacked, and I don't think it's Jason Tamalolo.
0: Mate, I, like, we, we were both very hesitant on him when this came out, but, jeez, 36. I don't think either of us anticipated
1: it to be this low. I tipped him to be under 55, but I thought it'd be around 50 to 51, not 36. It's um, it's worrying. Like, and it wasn't even the minutes. Was it? he played okay minutes. It was just his role. He was more of a ball player. And we know Justin Tamalolo isn't the greatest ball player of all time. This is why you've suggested him to be in the front row as well. I think he's just a battering ram that you use. This is why I don't understand why they let John Asiata go. Personally, I think he's a much better suited player to play that 13 ball playing role than Tamalolo. So... I'm very, very worried for him moving forward, and if anyone reached for him in draft, it's uh, it's it's a worry station.
0: Mate, I thought Asiata he looked great for the Brisbane Broncos, and he got injured the other night. One of his teammates, though, very popular with super coaches, Jordan Ricky, are uh, 40 points. Look, there's been a lot of hype around Ricky. I think this is
1: going to be the reality of him. To be honest with you, I'm not even I'm not even that worried. Like we'll, we'll touch on the center wings as well, but Tessie New got 35, and Ricky got 40. Like, geez, I think people are overreacting here. You'll you'll take that every day of the week. Like forty points as as a floor, like they got no attacking stats, like barely any ball went out to him. So, look, if you tell me that a two hundred and seventy-seven k second row forward is going to get you forty on his worst day, then phew, I'm taking that every day. I think people need to calm down. In honesty, like a lot of overreactions happens in round one. I'm sure you know that uh, as well as anyone. It just it's ridiculous. Look at seeing all this talk.
0: I think it has been interesting with Jordan Ricky. I mean, a lot of people have spoken about him. Replacing David Fafita and like, I'm like yes, he's replaced him in that jersey, but the caliber of player, I'm sorry, it, it isn't close. And I've been a big fan of Jordan Ricky when he made his debut last year. I was straight onto it, uh, but mate, he hasn't been playing rugby league for long. It's gonna take him a lot more time to really
1: find himself for me. How arrogant do you have to be to think that a rookie is going to come in and just replace one of the game's best back rowers? It's it's ridiculous. I think the talk is, is stupid. Just, uh it's it's. It hurts my head looking at everyone saying, Oh, he's so shit. But fuck. Armchair quarterbacks, mate. Armchair quarterbacks. Mate, let's move to the
0: halfbacks. Obviously, Nathan Cleary, 103, got a big update. We spoke about that earlier. No shocks. Nathan Cleary tops this list. Uh, Mitch Pierce at 80. I thought that was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I thought with no ponger, it'd be, it'd be the other way around. But Pierce looked good. Like, he obviously, Kurt Mann went down. So the heavy playmaking duties were relied upon on Pierce. But just look to control the narrative. Um, I've said it all preseason. Mitch Pierce is one of the best organizing sevens in the game and just showed his class on, on, on Friday. Unfortunately, Mitch Pierce is always going to be held to criticism because of that origin stint he had a couple of years ago, unfortunately. But look, one man I did want to touch on, the the quote-unquote second best halfback in the game, Daly Cherry Evans, under 30 points. Obviously, to be expected, when they only score... Uh, four points mainly but as a dce owner if you went away from cleary to go pod you're um you probably lost a few hair follow calls haven't you mate
0: i don't understand how anyone could go dce without turbo in this team i've got very little sympathy for
1: them to be honest with you look if garrick wasn't named there's a possibility you could go cleary um there's a possibility you could go dce because of the goal kicking but the minute garrick was named and the minute the turbo was out i think yeah you're you only got yourself to blame
0: Mate, uh, another halfback I want to talk to you about is Kyle Flanagan. Um, 78 points. I thought he had some brilliant touches there. Defensively, he wasn't fantastic. But, geez, some of those passes he was throwing the other day in the pissing
1: rain with new combinations all around him, I thought he was really impressive. I think a lot of people laughed at me heavily for saying Arrow was a trap, but I think a lot of people also laughed at me for saying that Flanagan will average over 60 this year. And, um, yeah, look, I'm going to wear this one because he was absolutely phenomenal. Over 60 looks looks riding at home. He looks at the, the dominant halfback. Jake Averillo looked a shell of himself. So I think this this uh, Bulldogs attack is going to be run around to Kyle Flanagan. I would suspect that we don't see... Obviously, his size line up with set edges, but I think Kyle Flanagan's one of the kind of guys in a system that Barrett's is going to allow him to, to roam around and play the side that he wants, similar to um, the Panthers with Jerome Louis. Williams, we both did him to go big this week. Uh, he,
0: he was on like 95. He got updated back down to or downgraded to 77. Uh Obviously had a try taken off him. I don't know how much we can invest into that, but um, yeah, a pretty impressive performance from Georgie Williams.
1: Yeah, the Tigers. Uh, I said it earlier in the week that they, on average, concede seventy nine points to halfbacks, and Williams scored seventy seven. So it's just a narrative, isn't it, that the Tigers and halfbacks don't go well. He obviously lost that try assist with the um, with the try that he put the crossfield kick in. Bally Simmons had leaped up, grabbed it, and put the offload in. So that's understandable. But still, 77 is a backup halfback. Uh, you'll take that every day of the week, won't you?
0: For sure, mate. There's just been some news come out. Angus Crichton, he's accepted the one-week ban. So just the one week for him. So, um, I mean, we, we can deal with one week, can't we?
1: Yeah, mate, that's fine. I got messages from people saying, oh, is he a sell? And I just, I just sent back that laughing face emoji and didn't give it any time of day. You're burning two trades to take him out and get him back in. I think a lot of people are going to crash back down reality this week. Obviously, they're going to be having to play... A weaker reserve, someone like one of those shit centre wings, or someone like a Ricky. So, yeah, look, I think he's a, he's a hold. He's not. You're not selling Crichton after a week. Just everyone calm down.
0: Mate, back to our halfbacks. I thought Ben Hunt. I, th- I thought he had a really strong game, considering he missed that kick in the in goals to start the game, which uh, which handed a try to the opposition. I thought Ben Hunt he bounced back and played really well for the rest of it. It's just we've
1: said it multiple times, haven't we? It's just popular to bag Ben Hunt because it's considered funny, but. Uh, yeah One of the better halves In the game He's just such a Such a calm head Isn't he If Ben Hunt doesn't drop That ball in the grand final Do we even talk about him Like the way we do now I think people just Like I said It's fun to bag on him Played well Another one from the Dragons That we didn't touch on Andrew McCulloch uh, He got over 60 We expect that from Macca, Don't we It's just a shift That he puts in He's never going to get you 100 But he's never going to go below 50 So it's just a safe option To pick um, owner as well That we touched on But yeah The Dragons looked better than we, we expected, didn't they? I'm not too sure how much stock to take out of that game considering the Sharks without Sean Johnson and it was in pretty piss-poor weather, but it's not all dim and gloom for the Dragons, is it? But it's, it's certainly not fantastic.
0: Oh, mate, especially considering, I mean, the the first three tries that the Dragons let in, they were all off kicks. Uh, the first two were just just uh, essentially essentially mismanagement in the in-goals from the Dragons. I mean, I I thought they were a lot better than what people are giving them credit for. Uh, mate, their opposition... Ah, uh, the Cronulla Sharks. Chad Townsend, you tipped him to go over 60. The Chad yeah. 64. Yeah, <laughs>
1: go the Chad. Get around him. Um, over 60 was, uh, was a nice bet from me. He just looked a very controlling half. I, I will quickly touch on the Dragons. As much as people want to bag at Corey Norman, we've got to remember that, that is a combination that they are familiar with. Then their next best option in Jaden Sullivan also went down. So they were playing with their third string 5'8 in Adam Clune, who isn't a 5'8 himself. He's a natural halfback. So I think the Dragons fans can have their heads held high. I do think it's going to be a tough year, but it's not going to be as tough as what people think. The Chad was great. Our man, Matt Moylan, was also great. I did dump Connor Watson after the news that he was benched to to Matt Moylan. I think I lost two points there, so not going to be upset with that. Bill Kennedy, I think, was the talking point of the Sharks, wasn't he?
0: Mate, for sure. He was sensational. That's the... That, that's the Will Kennedy that always came through the juniors. Oh, I saw him play a bit at Cronulla coming through there, and he's got so much more to offer than what you've seen over the first year or so. I, I hope we see more of that. Interesting for him, obviously. Back's against the wall. I mean, it's a matter of time until SJ walks back in. They've got to sp- find a spot for Moyza. Um Kennedy's going to have to play this sort of footy for the next 10 weeks, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I was just about to touch on that after you finished up talking. I think, unfortunately, for our main man, Moilan, he might be the one that drops out of this side because... You can't drop the Chad. You based on that performance, you can't drop Kennedy either, can you? So it's not a bad problem to have if you're John Morris. Uh mate,
0: another halfback, Luke Brooks. Uh, mate, this might have been the worst performance to deliver a 56, I think I've ever seen.
1: This, yeah, this was this was the worst game I've ever seen to, to get a 56, take out that try assist. And Jesus, it's tough viewing, isn't he? I think, um I think Jock Madden needs to have his phone on him uh very, very soon. I think he'll be getting the call from Manchuire. You, yeah, look as a Tigers fan myself I want to be optimistic about him but people are still calling him the kid but I think um Dan Ganane touched on him that he's 27 28 this year now so we look at Tedesco we look at Moses we look at what they've gone on to do and we look at Luke Brooks and unfortunately I think that I don't want to call it too early but it's right on the wall surely isn't it yeah, and look, I, I,
0: I think that him leaving the Tigers or whatever, mate, I, I think it'd be a win for Luke Brooks. I think it'd be a win for a Tigers. You know, the a divorce isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes people need it, and I think it's needed in this situation.
1: No, I think the Roosters couldn't do worse than taking someone like a Luke Brooks. I think he might fit well in their system. Obviously, look at someone like Cole Flanagan last year. Just rebuild that confidence, but it's getting to the stage now where he needs to, to start... People people need to look at him as not the main man anymore. He's going to be a, a great secondary option. Don't get me wrong. If Luke Brooks is your secondary half, it's not a bad problem to have. But yeah, I think that the pressure just might be a bit too much for Brooksie I, I but, personally think. But but know, great goal Great 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 goal kicking though, wasn't it? I, I, I think personally he went, think, I think he in a better big.
0: system, he could be he could be the main guy, to be honest with you. I just think he's been surrounded by dysfunction his entire career. I, I would love to see him land at the Roosters or at the
1: Melbourne Storm. I I personally think he, he could be anything in a good system. Do you think he could be anything, or do you think he could just fall into the Jerome Hughes category of just being a good system halfback?
0: Uh, no, mate. I genuinely think yeah, he's a good halfback. He can play Brooks. He's just – mate, can, can you imagine spending your whole career at that goddamn club like – Fuck, it would be the amount of coaches he's gone through, the amount of dysfunction that's been surrounding it, the amount of halves partners he's gone through. Like, I really do think he's had it quite tough. Not to mention, you know, he's obviously come through being the next Andrew Johns. We, We know the burden that that sort of shit carries on someone.
1: Yeah, I guess there's a difference between playing in a bad system and just making bad choices, no matter what system you're in. Some of those kicks on the weekend... I don't think a system could have fixed that. There were some shockers, just some kicks that were just way too crap in the field play, obviously a, a kick out in the full. So look, I do agree that he could improve a lot. I'm just not too sure as to, to how much improvement that's going to be. I, I personally see him as a, as a fantastic backup halfback in a, in a, in a Melbourne or a, or a Rooster system, but I think the ship's out for him to be the main man. I think like the confidence is just too shot. No matter how good your ability is, uh, look at someone like a Ben Barber, like once that once that confidence goes, that natural instinct than, than what sort of, I guess, what shell of a player is there. But t- only time will tell. I do want to see him succeed. Hopefully it's in orange and black, but I don't think it will be.
0: Mate, Cameron Munster, uh, another star 5'8 from the weekend, 71. Uh, scored a try very early in that game. I thought he was reasonably quiet after that, to be honest with
1: you. Yeah, I mean, people saying that's a fantastic game, I, I would disagree. His average last year was 70. You're paying top dollar for a guy that just hit his average. So uh i suggested he go under 40 and without the try he does and people want to argue that he's gonna score tries every week i don't see that being the case um another man that we didn't touch on earlier was the cheese like that was that was disappointing wasn't it i think he got 45 or something which is not what we want to see from from a guy we're paying good money for as well so yeah it was i guess one of those melbourne games where everyone just put in a shift but obviously the star man was was their fullback